Hello, everyone, and welcome to the preview issue number 23 for the Bad Coyote Funky podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about New York Comic Con 2015. However, to kind of get everyone in the right state of mind, we're going to be talking about previous cons tonight for the preview podcast and a memorable experience or experiences that we had at those conventions. Um, We are going to start out today with Sergio, his most memorable experience. Yeah. So New York Comic Con is a very special thing that uh, a lot of people look forward to. Last year we had 100,000 people. I think it might have exceeded that this year as the crowds thickened. Um, it was uh, it was a really fun time. You looked forward to it all year. It's kind of the nerd prom for everyone. And even people who don't normally get into it got really into it this year. Uh, people who are nerds brought people who are muggles. Muggles enjoyed it. You can tell because they were the ones gawking at everything, not knowing how to walk, which was great. It's like, move to the side and gawk. Don't stand in the middle and just, oh, look at all the... Oh, look, that's a Superman shirt. Hey, honey, look, it's a shirt with the S on it. It's great. Let's, let's buy it. I don't want to buy it. Well, I want to buy it. Well, I mean, we have bills to pay. I know we have bills to pay. Let's get the shirt. Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part were the arguments. <laughs> like uh, we were, we were um, you know, uh, not to give too much. We were taking pictures, and this guy was was uh, trying to get a picture with his little kid. And his little kid was in the picture, and his wife was like, uh, you know, sitting next to the husband. Husband was taking a picture with the camera, and the, and the wife goes, "Why don't you get in the picture?" He goes, "Well, because I want one of just the kid." Well, you can get in there too. I don't want to get in there. I just want of just him. And he's like, "Well, yeah, there too. I want, I want one of both of you." No, I don't want to get in there. I just want of him. Is that okay? He's like, oh God! And I was like, Oh God! Like a mini art. I'm I'm standing holding a lightsaber, and here's this couple just arguing. Just get the picture. I'm gonna get the picture. Go, let's go. So, New York Comic Con. <laughs> That's not the summation of all of its parts, but I, I I just I just I don't know. I like that for some reason. Nice. Well, what about a, any other con? Not just New York, but what about another con that's memorable that happened? The, the other thing, um, let's see here. The, another one I really liked was uh, PAX East. 2015. Mm. Back in March, uh, I was up in uh, Boston, United States. I was there. Massachusetts, Connecticut. Yeah. That was your life. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're a part of it. That hair band. A really, really cool part of uh, PAX East 2015 was to get to play Overwatch, Blizzard's new IP. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Team Fortress. Um, it's a first and third person shooter. You have supers. You have these different characters. You can do specific things. I got a 15 kill kill spree. It was awesome. Uh, and one of the developers kind of high-fived me for it. Didn't get a golden pin because it wasn't a part of the mathematical algorithms for mm. you know me to win one. Uh, this other guy won it. But uh, it was fun. Got waiting in line, but almost, I don't know, two hours, an hour and a half, but it was totally worth it. A lot of fun playing Overwatch. That and getting to see um, a couple of Twitch streamers that, mm. that I'm pretty cool with. Um, getting to meet them in real life and them putting a face to the bad Cody Funky name, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty dope, yeah. yeah, or a helmet, or a helmet, yeah. Yeah. or whatever. Um, it, we were in line for more like three hours, Serge. Were we? Yeah, it was more like three hours. Dude, the time passed. Yeah, it didn't seem that that crazy because we we're like you know staring, and then we saw a college person that we hadn't seen in a while, so we're making fun of that person. <laughs> No. Uh, kept that person kept on popping up. It was Unspeakable hilarious. Unspeakable things. <laughs> but um, no, it was a really good time. Uh, we had that. There's that girl too. I don't remember her name. 
but she was like right in front of us, and she was one of the. Uh, oh what do you yeah, call it? yeah. Remember her? Uh, yeah, she was like working there the weekend, but like she had that day off, so she got to like do all the stuff, and she was just waiting in line, just hanging out with us and her other working buddies, and uh, we're just like hang- hanging out, talking to her, and she was really chill, and she was on our team too. Which was cool. Was yeah, really yeah. I, that's another thing I love about conventions. You get to make friends. People you don't and have never met before, but because you're, we're all nerds, everyone gets so friendly. We can talk about the same subject or we, we can introduce people to different subjects. Like uh, she, she was really into gaming. And, uh, you know, like she asked, we played this before and we were, we're brand new to Overwatch. And um, they're like, no, well, uh, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's see what goes on here. And uh, two of her friends um, went on ahead. And she's like, oh, can I play with you guys or whatever? And it's like, yeah, let's let's go together. And she was on our team, and, and she had a lot of fun with, with us knuckleheads on. on <laughs> we put on, <laughs> yeah. Dave's laughing because we put on our headsets and, and put the microphones up, and we were just, just being us, uh, Bad yeah. Kitty Funky Crew, and she loved it. Everybody on our team just loved us. They're like, you guys were great. <laughs> Oh my god, we we destroyed the other team by the oh, way. Oh yeah, absolutely destroyed the other team in Overwatch. Oh god, it was crazy. And it's such a great game too. The yeah. the our getting into the game was awesome though. We were just to give everyone an idea. We were like combining every single motivational speech from any movie all into one before we like <laughs> the gates opened. That's true. Yeah, I remember us uh, doing line. I think I was like doing the line from um, Gladiator. I think yep. Yep. you find yourself in a field, it's on your back. Do not be worried, for you're gonna lease them. And you're already dead! <laughs> I pulled out some uh, Independence Day. I was like, we will not go quietly into the night. Right. <laughs> We're not going to have that a fight. We will live on. We will survive. <laughs> it was great. It was a good time. Uh, and it was worth the wait, absolutely, for me. And I don't really say that a lot about waiting in lines, because usually you get there, and it's like all this hype, and you're just like, eh, that was all right. It was just like Team Fortress, but it wasn't. It was very well polished, great balances, all that stuff. That was, yeah. That's a good one. Good one, Serge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dave? So, I have to say for me, like, the biggest memory I have or the best memory I have is from um, Star Wars Celebration. Um, not because it's Star Wars, but because of the friend we made while we were there. We met this guy named, uh, this young kid named Dave. I think he was, like, still young, 20, 21, like, basically still, you know, a baby, basically. And um, he was there, first convention ever. Ever was never at any other convention beforehand, and um, he was there by himself. He was going to go with a couple friends, but they kind of ditched him, whatever. And from Hawaii in the military, and he's really into like Star Wars and geek culture, all that. But where he's at right now on base, he's like the only geek in the entire like battalion, I guess you could put it. You know, so he goes to celebration by himself, and he meets Sergio and I in the. Star Wars Battle Pod line, you know? And so we play it, and the guy's, like, really cool, whatever, and we invite him to hang out with us for the rest of the weekend. And the entire, like, time we were there, he just meets us every single day. I think the last two days, like, we picked him up from his hotel. We went to, like, the bars afterwards and just hung out, and it was kind of cool, like, that we made friends with him. And, like, me and Sergio feel empty because it's, like, he should be here on the East Coast with us, like, hanging out. But the kid's still in Hawaii. He won't be stateside, for at least on the continent, for, like, another year, possibly. He won't be on this side of the continent, like, on the East Coast, till like, maybe a year after that. So it's, like, we made a friend, like, literally on the other freaking hemisphere, practically. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of cool that we were able to make that connection at Star Wars Celebration. And 
we became really close and he's like just a cool pretty cool kid nice nice it's always interesting to like meet a like-minded person who doesn't have the i don't know i guess the luxury of like being surrounded themselves on a daily basis by like-minded people you know? right so it's it's always interesting to see that and be like oh i remember those days and yeah how lonely they were and then you, you make a buddy out of it you know <laughs> invite him in give him some hot cocoa stuff like <laughs> that um amber what about you well, my first con, Comic Con, was this past summer. It was a one called Special Edition. So I went into it completely blind. I had no idea what to expect. All I knew was that some creators that I really respected were going, and I wanted to get their autographs, say hi to them. And I was, I was pretty nervous about it. But when I actually got there and was able to just meet them and, and literally just walk up to them and start talking, it was like a life-changing experience just to to realize that these people who I was so eager to get to know and and meet were just as eager to talk to their fans. Mm. And it really just made me so much more comfortable and so much more eager to attend as many cons as I could since. Um, just, to, just to have those great experiences all over again. And uh, a couple days after I uh, went to that con, uh, I went to a uh, another one called FlameCon that was a much smaller uh, LGBT-themed uh, comic convention. And mm-hmm. one of the creators I had met at Special Edition recognized me and my brother when we were in the line to see them in a panel and just straight up walked, to, walked up to us and uh, started talking. And it was, uh, it was really cool. It was just a very like down-to-earth, friendly conversation. And it was uh, something I didn't expect and just something I'm so glad to, uh, to be able to experience again whenever I go to uh, any more cons. Hmm. That's cool. I haven't had anything like that happen to me, but that's really cool. Like if that happened to me, I'd, I'd just be like, um, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, like I'd tell well, like the uh, do, I think. I was pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like, who wouldn't be? Um, Casey, what about you, my friend? Um, I really haven't been to too many conventions outside of New York Comic Con. I've been to Big Apple Con a couple of times. I went to uh, Kineticon. Nah, with two ends because it's in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> I always love that. Um, uh, once. Um, and the first time I ever went to New York Comic Con, I saw Stan Lee walking around in the crowd and he gave me a high five. And he said, nice. Excelsior, a true believer. And I, I didn't I didn't ever want to wash my hand again. <laughs> uh, but uh, fond memories from, from doing smaller conventions because... Uh, uh, New York Comic Con kind of hit a, a mainstream where everybody's going. It's, it gets bigger and bigger every year. You know, you used to be able to get con- uh, commissions and stuff from from artists, uh, no problem. You know, and and you know, it didn't seem like such a chore to wait in line for stuff because it wasn't that bad. When you go to these small cons, it's it's like going home. Like everybody, you know, there's vacancies at all the tables. Yeah. You can walk right yeah. up to people. You say hello. It's like, oh, I remember seeing you at a bigger convention. You know, so at places like Kineticon, I bump into guys like uh, Chris Giarusso, who draws all those really funny, like, mini Marvels comics. And he, he does a comic called G-Man. And he does, like, absolutely amazing, amazing, fun-looking stuff. And, you know, just to, like, on a whim, just be like, hey, can I, you know, can I get a commission from you or can I buy this page? It's like, it's like yeah, sure. But then, you know, from there, you, you get into a conversation. A lot of people forget that comic book artists and writers are just people with jobs. They really, really cool yeah. and amazing jobs. 
but to them it's just like, yeah, you know, that's what I do for a living. It's cool that you like it so much and we can talk about it, but, you know, this is it. It's so down to earth. Um, yeah. And you don't you don't get that so much at, at New York because it's like you got a horde of people behind you and every minute you take talking to these people about what you love, it's like, come on, man, I want to buy this thing. Like, get out of my way. And even the creators <laughs> are like, hey, man, like, this guy wants to buy this thing. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing doing small conventions. Um, I'd love to start doing the circuit now because I've been going to New York for like seven years. So if I could just hit up smaller cons all the time, uh, it would be an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, the cool thing I like about small cons is because um, me and my girl have hit up a couple of small cons in like the Connecticut area. And the thing I like about those that I want to say is a little better than the bigger cons is it's easier to move, but also when you're cosplaying, you're like a big fish in a small pond. Especially the way like we we were dressed, it's like it's really really hard to do anything without someone wanting to take your photo. Not even like eating food. Mm. And the other thing about uh, smaller cons, even one that's still moderately large, like a special edition, is that you you really can like talk to the creators about their interest in the industry. I mean, a lot of them or. I would hope all of them are in the industry because they're fans of comics. So when you're talking about, you know, a character you like, they they have a bunch of favorites too, and you can get into just a geeky conversation with creators. Yeah, um, that's what I ended up doing at um, Boston, Boston Comic-Con. It was maybe three years ago. And it's not like Boston Comic-Con, at least that one wasn't even that big. It was kind of like not a lot of people showed up, and it was pretty low-key, even though, like, Buffy Fest was going on, <laughs> um, and that's where everyone went. They all went to go see the like the Buffy actors, and it wasn't even like Sarah Michelle Gellar. Obviously, it was like Nicholas Brendan, um, what's his name, Spike, James, James Marsden, Marsden. He was there. Or, no, um, no, you were right. It is James Marsters. I always get them mixed up. Marsters. Um, it was Willow's girlfriend. I don't remember her name, but she was there. Uh, you know, like, and uh, the big names were obviously Spike and Charisma Carpenter show up for a day. That yeah. was like the biggest <laughs> names that were there. And I didn't go near there because that's where everyone kind of flocked to. So instead, um, my buddy and I, we kind of ended up just like wandering around, like getting deals on comics. He completed his Stray Bullets collection, which was really cool. And uh, just finding like cheap trades to get into. And that's how I got like the loaners. That's how I got most of the single issues for Irredeemable Ant-Man. And then I just went to the comic book shop and bought like the trade so I could finish it. Um, but what was cool was uh, Ethan Van Skyver was there. And my buddy and I got to talk to him. We just kind of like poked up. Like I, I picked up a couple of issues in like a bargain bin at the con there. And I he, I was like, oh, can you sign an issue? And he's like, yeah, which one? And I was like, I don't know which one. He's like, yeah, let's do all of them. So he signed like <laughs> four or five issues for me. It was great. And we just talked. We got to hear his like views on life and like women and <laughs> booze and we got to see pages of something that i don't think has come out yet um it was just like a, a personal project he was working on that had a really cool idea and uh it was just like you know it was really chill and we saw him the next day and he's like oh yeah hey what's going on and we hung out for a little while longer and then we kind of went about it and i think that's the joy of these smaller cons is you get to just like like you're saying just chill just and hang out with a couple even creators. creators that have um that are as popular as like chris claremont i mean yeah sure the first day at special edition he was you know, surrounded by people getting his autograph, but for like the the following days, he was just right there, and anyone could just walk up and talk to Chris Claremont. <laughs> yeah, 
That happened at Boston Comic Con with Lee Majors, too. But it was like $40 to get a picture with an autograph, and no one wanted it. No. Like he was just sitting there being like, Bleh. Charging for autographs, that's yeah. the worst. It was really funny, though. Um, there's a couple, like Adam West was there. I didn't really go up there. That was like a crazy crowd. Uh, Burt Ward ended up showing up for a day, too. But uh, it's just interesting, you know, like to see New York Comic Con be this huge thing, and then Boston Comic Con is just like this tiny little thing and like, you know, a little expo center kind of deal. It's interesting. I heard it was a lot bigger this year, but I just end- didn't end up going. Didn't have the time. Um, but for me, my most memorable thing that has happened at uh, a convention was actually about, I want to say it was uh, either two or three years ago, and it was at PAX East. It was one of the first ones that I had been to, so it was like probably the second one I've been to. Second or third. And I woke up super early and we went into this Blizzard panel, and it was actually um, when they announced Hearthstone. So Ooh. it was like I had to wake up at like 7 o'clock in the morning to get there by 7, 30, 8 o'clock so I can get into the waiting room to get into the queue to get into Blizzard. <laughs> the line I mean, for the all, line for the line? <laughs> yeah, we all got in because no one knew what was going on. Like No one knew it was like this trading card game, and no one knew how big it would be. But we all just knew it was going to be a Blizzard game. So a lot of people were thinking like, oh, maybe like a Diablo expansion. Maybe it's a brand new IP that we never heard of. Maybe it'll actually be like, you know, the last part of StarCraft 2. Or maybe it'll be something different. Like, no one knew what it was going to be. We were all like kind of spinning our wheels. And I was waiting. I got separated from the people I was supposed to meet up. So I was waiting just like kind of by myself, just playing on my 3DS, queuing, uh, clearing out your, the people you meet up as you do at PAX East. And getting all the puzzle pieces and coins and stuff like that. And I noticed in front of me was this kid who must have been like 18 years old. Tops. Like seven, between 16 and 18. And he's wearing a kilt. And like this leather jacket and the whole thing. And I just like, I was looking at him. I was just like striking up a conversation. He had a 3DS too. And I saw his uh, I saw his me character. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, thanks for that puzzle piece. So we started talking. And it turns out he was from New Jersey. And this was on a Friday morning. So he was from New Jersey. This is the only day that he's going to be at PAX East. And his mom drove him. Holy shit. Wow. Um, So not only did his mom let him take the day off, but she drove him here and was hanging out in the car all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. True dedication. Thanks, mom. mom. And he was very interested in game design and stuff like that. And he played a lot of Minecraft, as everyone does. But... um, what was interesting is he was just kind of like, he went through his bag and we we're talking. He's a wicked cool guy. And he just kind of goes and he's just like, oh man, like, you look kind of bummed. And I was like, oh, what's going on, man? And he was like, oh, like, so I packed my lunch and it's awesome and it's great. But like, I got like the glass can bottle or the glass Coke bottles because that's like the best way I like to drink Coke. But I forgot a bottle opener. And at that time, and usually in my life, I find I always have a bottle opener on me for whatever crazy reason. You're an alcoholic. Because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> um, so I had this old one that I got from like a job a couple years back. And I wasn't really using it a lot. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I took it off my keychain. And I felt like that fucking commercial with the towel. <laughs> and I was like, here, kid. <laughs> here you go, kid. Here you go, kid. Take this. And he goes, oh, cool. Like, when can I meet you to give it back? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just <laughs> take it. Enjoy it, and the next time you come into PAX and you're into town, just just pay it forward. And then the queue room cleared out. We all went our separate ways, and we all kind of sat down and listened to the announcement for Hearthstone. 
that was my favorite convention moment because I got to like, I helped this kid eat his lunch, which he was super bummed about if he couldn't like get a bottle opener. And you just know, like, like you guys had been to PAX, like it was really cool, but like no one's really in a sharing kind of mood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's very protective of their own stuff and their own space and stuff like that. And yeah, like the, the, the cosplayers were always let you take pictures, which was awesome. But I don't know. Sometimes I just get like a vibe off of people where it's just like, oh, hey, like, you know, like I get a napkin and it's just like they look at you. Is or it's like, oh, hey, packs? can I borrow this? Can I get this the seat that no one's using? Can I grab that and sit over here? And they just kind of like look at you. And I think that's just Boston. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, we, we had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just say, I, I, I've had a very positive vibe from everyone at this past con. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it, it's just, it's just you know, the way things are in Boston. And, this, and PAX was pretty interesting, too, because it was definitely less game-focused and more like things in the industry, like Twitch and stuff like that focused. Um, so it was definitely going into that direction, but yeah, I felt I felt bad for the kid. I wanted him to have a good. He came. His mom drove him from all the way from New Jersey, and you know, hopefully, and it's probably thinking too much of it, but hopefully, this is something that's something he'll remember. And when he goes to other cons, he'll like pay that kind of forward, so things will be more positive for everyone else. But that's kind of my what if like sense. ten years from now, you're you go to PAX East, and I don't know, maybe you forgot like. Something important, and it's the same kid that saves you. Oh, that'd be so cool! I would not be—I would not know that kid from a hole in the wall, though. At this point, I just remember the kilt, and he had like dark hair and that leather jacket, and that's it. Um, but it was cool. Like you know, it was a cool little like. I would hope. I hope someone would do that for me in that predicament. And I know he will do it because he was a really cool guy. He's a really cool kid. And he was actually one of the few that was actually pumped about Hearthstone after they announced it because half of the room got up and left when they announced it. So that was pretty funny. I'll admit, like when I first saw Hearthstone, like I played at my buddy Mike's house and I was like, it's just a card game on the computer? All right. And I'm using WoW characters and stuff. Well, I've never played WoW, so it doesn't say much to me. But after playing it, it's like, this is the greatest game I've ever played in my life. Yeah, that's the beauty of uh, trading card games on a computer is it's the easiest to pick up because they don't let you cheat. You can't break the rules. Like mm-hmm. you can't just be like, oh, now this card has a million points and you're dead. <laughs> like you have to work within the confines of the game, which is how I picked up Magic, which is how I picked up Yu-Gi-Oh! Stuff like that. It's just like you learn what you can and cannot do. And if you have a question, you just consult the, the video game. As a longtime Magic player, I still learn things from Magic Duel the Planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's really cool that way, and you learn a lot of new strategies, and you get to use cards that you wouldn't necessarily normally get to use because they're either a million dollars, or you're just not that lucky. <laughs> yeah, and there's the challenge ones where they'll put you in this like absurd situation, and it's like a puzzle. What's the only way to get out of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's those are a lot of fun too. <laughs> However, that appears to be time for us tonight. Really? Uh, oh, 20, no. 24 minutes, but you know we'll cut a little short for everyone get everyone's kind of appetites going well kind of got to chip in a little bit as to previous cons that we enjoyed uh if you're listening to this remember to tune in potentially live on thursday as we usually go on at 9 30 eastern standard time p.m ish 9 30 10 something like that uh we weren't on last week uh just because technical difficulties and not being able to figure it out and you know dave and i had a good time talking about horror gaming and our favorites and even what kind of horror game we would make if we were given the chance 
Um, hopefully we'll see you all on Thursday or even on Friday morning afternoon-ish at badcardyfunky.com slash podcasts or find us on iTunes at badcardyfunky or on SoundCloud with badcardyfunky. I think I caught all of it. Did I get everything, Search? Nailed it. I nailed it. That's it. <laughs> nailed it. Cut and print. We'll see you all guys on Thursday or Friday. <laughs>